Unless you want to, it's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 420 now of the Ron and Don Show, and heck yeah, it's a picture-perfect postcard day, and we are live from the Les Schwab Studios. Happy 4th of July, Ron and Don Nation. Yeah, hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, happy 4th to everyone. I hope it's a great day for you and yours. My mom's in town, so uh, we're going to go out on a pontoon boat with her. And I'll go have some fun. So we look forward to that. Also, is now the time to buy when it comes to real estate? I say hell yes. And I'll tell you why I'm saying hell yes. Also, songwriters trying to figure out how do we get paid. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Interesting article, Ron. It says maybe we should do what we see a lot of millennials beginning to do. And that's quit our job every 10 years and... Go do something else. It might be good for our life, our lifestyle, and our mental health. What say you? Quitting your job and uh, relaunching every 10 years. How about well, that? Well, there's a lot of caveats to that. And the first one that was uh, I found most interesting, and we've probably all met this person or a version. You, you might be a version of this person. Where they, they know the first part of the plan, which is I'm uh, miserable with where I'm at or I'm, I'm ready for a change. And then they sort of jump out of the airplane before they have the parachute on and don't really have that next plan. Or you'll see someone that go, oh, I'm going to be a writer. It's like, well, okay, have you ever written anything? Well, not really, but I just I know there's a the great American novel is in me. It's like, well, have you ever sold one piece of writing? No, but like I got this and I got, you know, they get their... Their, their desk set up and they're going to, you know, take a class at community college. That's not what this is talking about. This, this article is saying, which I, I found interesting, especially with what you and I have gone through personally, is that they're finding the, the rhythm of your life, your brain health and the challenge and everything will improve if you do a, a pretty radical change in career uh, and not just sit in the same place for your entire career. And I, I got to say, when you and I uh, were f- kind of forcibly <laughs> kicked out of the radio world in a way, uh, maybe that's a bad way to phrase it, but and decided that, hey, we're going to go in a different direction. It was super scary. Uh, it was very insecure out of the gate. But it, looking back, and we talked about this a, a long time ago, looking back, you can choose to, to see it as either this is happening uh, to me or you know, this is happening for me. And if you, if you had that perspective of going, okay, I'm going to make this change and, and really embrace this next phase of my life, it, it opened up an opportunity for me to go, there might be another chapter after this. Yeah. Like I might do radio for a long time. And, and last time I traveled to Costa Rica, I met a guy named Brad that worked three or four careers in his life. And then he opened this little resort uh, down in Costa Rica, then like that's his his last chapter. It's like okay, maybe maybe there's an uh, an entirely another chapter now that I don't even realize will be out there. And he's down there selling hash. <laughs> no, Brad was down there selling, uh, yeah. you know, r- resorts. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, I think it's interesting because because I think anytime you learn something new, and we talked a number of episodes ago about becoming open water divers. And the cool thing about taking those classes, you guys, is you you had to be present and in the moment. You couldn't sit there. Your mind couldn't wander. And we all know when you can just do something automatically, when you can do a job automatically, when you just reflexively fall out of bed and jump into parenting the way that you've always parented or, again, going back to your job or you go on the same dog walk every day, the same gym. Sometimes having that rhythm to your life and having that structure to your life, understanding the boundaries to your life are very important. At the same time, that structure can become a trap and it can become very mundane and the cool thing about launching and trying something new is and i see a lot of women specifically in real estate that have had really successful careers and then maybe even later on they've decided you know what i would like to do is get involved in investing or get involved in buying and selling homes or i have i have a couple female friends that have turned into great rehabbers uh and they're married right they're married but it's like the husband is going to continue to do, in one case, the same job he's been doing for 30 years. And Katie said, you know what? I, I want to do something different. So she's kind of out doing what we do now. And, and, and anytime you're working on a home, for instance, and you don't know what you're doing and you have to go to a YouTube page because you can learn anything from YouTube. I mean, it's the greatest university out there. It really is. Uh, you, you, you have to be present when you're using a new tool for the very first time. I think that's one of the reasons you really like going up to your tiny house. And Ron has done a really great job of not only collecting tools, but really focusing on becoming a better carpenter. And I think for you, it, it drags you into the present. And I think anything that we can do to drag ourselves into the present, to challenge our brain, I wake up every day and for my whole life, I've done a pretty good job of taking care of myself physically. But then the question is, and I ask myself this every day now, what am I doing for my heart? right? My heart health, my physical heart health. What am I doing for my heart? And then what am I doing for my head? What am I doing for my brain health? I think of your dad a lot. Uh, and I remember when Bob would come stay and he would get up every morning and do a crossword puzzle. They say, one of the best things that you can do for brain health is to get up every day and do a crossword puzzle because you have to be present. It keeps you in the game. Uh, I think traveling for as long as you, that you could travel in life, not only does it make you more interesting when you come home because you have stories to tell and pictures to share, but also you really have to be present in that moment, don't you, when you're in a brand new city somewhere like Barcelona. I know you love Barcelona, Ron, and you're in there and you're doing some urban trekking and you have to figure out, do I get on this train? Do I get on this bus? Uh, am I going to go see this museum? Am I going to go on a trail run through the city today? Like I did when we went to Paris, which was really, really cool. I'll never forget that. Uh, so I think there's a lot of things out there that can help us when it comes to brain health. And I think maybe even later on in life, uh, who wants to retire when they're 62, 65 or 67, you may want to retire from the current job that you have or working full time. But I think people live longer when there's some kind of shift they find some other interests. And if you happen to make some money doing that and you have a second or third or a 10th career, well, good for you. Yeah. And I'd say if, if, if the situation you're in right now is, is stale and you just know it's stale, um, it will be scary, but I think in the end, it's going to be a good thing. I, I can't guarantee it, but sometimes you get sort of your hand is forced like you and I were, 
But there were there were days. Uh, if I'm honest, there were days of the terrestrial radio show where I I, I never mailed it in. But there were days that were kind of automatic on the. It wasn't a huge challenge. I was just sort of coasting along. I knew what I needed to do to, you know, go do a successful show that day. Uh, and I would do that. And so in a, in a way, it was a blessing in disguise to say, all right, I'm going to push you out of the nest here a little bit. I know you know how to do this. You're comfortable doing this, but now you got to do something entirely different. Um, that looking back on it now, uh, was, was a, a blessing in disguise. Yeah. And I like what you said about fear. Fear, right, can can take us to a place of just spinning out in anxiety and stress. Or fear can be fuel. When you decide, you know what, I'm going to face this obstacle. I'm going to use this fear as fuel to move through the obstacle. And I'm not running from this obstacle. And if the obstacle is, hey, I got to find a new career path here. It really depends upon, and we always hear this thing, your attitude determines your altitude. Fear is fuel. But you know what? Those phrases come from some place, and they probably come from a place of truth. We will see you on the other side of this. To say Andrea Mickelson's life is crazy is an understatement. And when it was time to sell her Sammamish home, she admits she was just overwhelmed. There was no way that I could even begin to try to figure out what needed to be done. Andrea had heard all about how Ron and Don do far more for their clients than other realtors, so she gave the guys a call. They immediately jumped in, advising her what she should consider doing, where to spend her money, and where not to bother to get the highest asking price possible. It was absolute relief. I felt that they could take on all the stuff that I needed to have done. The guys took over, leading a small army of experts who dramatically transformed her home inside and out. But Andrea admits, even though the market's smoking hot, she worried a bit about how she'd do. Now, she didn't have to wait long after it went live. So the first offer was 200000 over the, the asking price. And the offers kept coming. Andrea was blown away when they finally settled on a selling price. It got $450,000 over the asking price. It was amazing. Suffice it to say, Andrea is thrilled, and she hasn't stopped recommending Ron and Don to her friends and family since. I'm Andrea Mickelson, and thanks to Ron and Don, I got way more for my door. Hey, it's GeForce O'Neill. Thanks for listening to my dad and his boyhood friend, Mr. Ron. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Don't forget, and we're going to talk about it in a minute, if you're a buyer and you've been sitting on the sidelines, I'm a buyer and I've been sitting on the sidelines, I'm getting off the sidelines. You know what I'm getting off the sidelines? Right now. In fact, Ron and I are not only hunting for other buyers out there, but we're hunting for ourselves. When you see people running from something, that's when you run to it. Talk about that coming up here in about 10 minutes. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. And again, if you need us, run it on sitdown.com, you guys. Run it on sitdown.com. See a lot of songwriters out there, singer-songwriters, selling the rights to their songs, and they're still alive. A lot of times what happens, someone like Prince passes away and then it's up to the family to go through the archives he didn't leave a will and what are we going to do with this music when we think of prince i always think of prince at the super bowl and i've gone back and i've watched that time and time again how did he play that guitar 
in the pouring rain. And I'm telling you guys, I think he was really playing it. I think he oh, was. Oh, he was definitely playing yeah, it in I Miami. Think, yeah, I think he was really playing it. How and did he dance around in four-inch heels on that wet stage? I know, and that's one of the reasons he took pain medication and had back issues and back problems and everything else. Plus, I heard he's a pretty good uh, a basketball player. He liked to challenge people to come over and play basketball uh, in the middle of the night. But think of someone like Bruce Springsteen, right? selling off Bruce Springsteen songs, one of the greatest singer-songwriters of our generation. Uh, we start thinking about people like Neil Young. Uh, you start thinking about Michael Jackson and the families selling off the rights to those songs. But I think Michael had sold some of the catalog that he owned of other artists, and I think it was the Beatles before then, right? Anyway, fast forward to right now. Ron, songwriters are looking around, and in fact, I heard an ad on the radio the other day where radio operators are saying songwriters are coming after us. They want to get paid to play, and we don't want to do that. Keep radio free. F radio is what I say. And not because I'm com- I come from radio, but if you're going to play the music, you should pay the artist. What say you? Well, there's, there's two things going on here. And the more I learned, I, I learned a lot about this uh, in our career in radio. So you have the performer of the song, like you mentioned a bunch of uh, people that are, are kind of the unicorns, got people that would write their own music and be the performer. I so, write my own music and do my own performance. So I am somewhat of a, a troubadour and a unicorn myself. And your catalog is valued at over $2 Dude, currently. You know, I will tell you what, when I sang happy birthday to my song, to, to my son this past year, it went viral. My, my happy birthday song. And I listened to it and I was like, ooh, that's a little flat dog. A little, little pitchy dog. It's a little flat. <laughs> and in my head, it sounded perfect. And then I listened to it. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I practice a little bit. So they, um, you, know, you have these marquee artists that you talked about. Um, and this article that, that I had read was about guys that are guys and gals that are professional. They're in the industry. They're not the name on the marquee, but they're the name behind the name on the marquee. And so what they're trying to figure out is, and they're, they're seeing how far they can push this. Let's say that you are a songwriter in demand in, in Nashville. Let's say we're Peaches and Herb. You're Peaches and I'm Herb. And so what the songwriters are saying is up until now, we could do a session. So if you were for, for basically free. So if you were a sought after songwriter, you had some hits. Um, someone like uh, Tim and Faith could call you and say, Hey, we want to, Tim and Faith want to do a session with you. And so you would go awesome. And you'd go in, you'd meet at a studio or their house or whatever, and you'd kick around some song ideas. Maybe you, you put down three or four or five songs over a couple days. And then they would have the right to kind of basically hold those songs in reserve and work on their next album and then if what you're hoping for the songwriter is that when you when that song makes it on the album you're going to make a lot of money because they're going to sell a bunch of records so with streaming and spotify and all of these different platforms now these songwriters are going we're getting boxed out because everyone else is making money except for us so now if you're a a sought after songwriter what they're saying is hey yes i will go do that session with you but not for free you need to pay me to just to, to even come in and show up at your, at the studio. But here's the fee for that. Wow. And then if we cut, if, if, if I'm going to provide, let's say, three or four lyric ideas, here's the fee for that. And if you're going to use my chord progressions, there's a, so they're trying to figure out how do I get paid 
to come in and do work product for someone because I have no control over that content after it's been created. If I sign it, if you want to hold my song back for six months where I can't take it and sell it to Brad Paisley instead, then there's going to be a fee for that. And so there, the, the songwriters of the world are pushing this forward. There is pushback from the people who's like, Hey, that's not how we all, we've always done it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, sorry, like if you want me, and if you want my catalog of hits or you want the, my style of songwriting, then you're going to have to pay up front. And I, I actually am rooting for the songwriters on this because if you've ever known a professional songwriter, it is a 24-7 thing. They never turn it off. They are always jotting down ideas, thinking. It's always in their head. Uh, always in their head. You could be at a baseball game, you know, watching the Mariners play, and then you'll see them pull out their phone and jot down a song, a, t- a title, or a lyric idea, or a chord progression, or they sing something into their phone. Uh, and the ability to do that on a commercial scale, where it's going to appeal to a, a national audience, is a gift. And that's why you know Tim McGraw doesn't write his songs. He doesn't have that. Yeah, uh, he goes out and hires that guy, and and I think they should get paid on the front end as well. Yeah. Anyway, I wanna I wanna see songwriters get paid, and I think, you know, when the, when they say that radio is free, it's not free. That's why you have to sit through all those ads, and it may be free to you, but is your time free? And are people willing to sit through seven to fifteen minutes of a stop set anymore on the radio side? They're not. And that's why one of the worst things that radio can do when they say commercial-free Monday or commercial-free Friday, your radio station's doing that, they're just trying whatever they can do to get their cum up, so much so that they're willing to dump commercials, which is the lifeblood of these stations for the whole day. Uh, I think of stations like The Mountain, for instance, where they had 15 to 20 salespeople. They were down to one salesperson, and then they just shut it off. And they said, we can't make money doing this because you can find all of the same music on Spotify and in other places. So I think there's a lot of artists out there that are trying to get paid, but we ought to make sure that the singer songwriter gets paid. And also the songwriter behind someone like George Strait, George Strait has had what more number one country hits that have charted than anyone ever. He never wrote one of those songs. And they asked him why, and he said, because I just wouldn't do it as well, and I don't have that much to say. We will see you on the other side of this. Hey, Ron and Don here with Mitch.loans. You can go there and get a loan and still save half a percent on the value of your loan. Mitch, interest rates have gone up, and then they've gone up again. What does that mean for people buying a house? They have gone up, and they're supposed to keep going up. So what it means is jump now, lock in that rate, and be happy that you did when rates get up to 6 6.5% in a couple months here. Wow. Is that, where, is that where they're going, 6 6.5%? That's where they're going. That's what everyone's saying, and, uh, and we believe them, because the Fed's going to keep hiking rates, and we're going to keep hiking rates to go along with them. All right, so how, do, how, how, does, how does a lock-in work when you say lock it in? How, what, what, what does that mean? So when you lock in your rate, it means that you have gotten an accepted offer on a home, and at that day, you get to choose your loan terms, you get a percent down, and you lock in an interest rate, which means for the life of your loan, you have that rate. It's not going to change. So even though it still could be going up before you actually close on that property, you're locked in. You're locked into that You're rate. locked in for life. Yeah. All right. Go to Mitch.loans right now if you're thinking about buying a house. He has a special program for Ron and Don Nation listeners where you can get one half of a percent of 
the value of your loan. He can tell you all about those terms. Go to Mitch.loans right now. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Don't forget, if you need us, ronanddonsitdown.com. And we can sit down today. We can discuss buying, selling, and we can also discuss investing. In fact, I was out with a friend of mine yesterday. We were looking at small, multi-dimensional, and multi-level, and multiverse stuff. Is uh, We were looking for Superman apartment buildings. How about that? Been watching a lot of the multiverse lately. Marvel, how about you? But yeah, looking for that eight unit, that nine unit, that 10 unit. Uh, trying to scale up, and this is a friend of mine who owns a business, made a lot of money, owns some f- single-family homes, and now wants to 1031 those places into an apartment complex because when you have 10 doors, let's say, that's 10 checks that come to you each and every month. Ron, right now, good time for buyers? I believe that it is, and, and you referenced it a little bit earlier in this show, that you and I are both uh, trying to take this opportunity to get in the game and jump in. And if you remember, when, when things were just on fire, if you go back and you listen, uh, you know, we're on episode 420 here. If you go back and you listen to some of the shows in the 200s and 300s when it was on fire, and, and I, I remember what you said and I remember what I said. We said, this is a great time to be a seller. We would say that almost every single show here on Ron and Don show, we would say, this is the time to be a seller. If you've been in your house for years and years and years, this is your time to be a seller. Be a seller, be a seller. And then if you've noticed in the past four We even wrote a months, song called be a, be a Seller, be a, and it hasn't charted yet, but uh, there's still time. Again, your catalog worth well over $2. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> In the last four to five months, it's seller. If you've been seller, it's kind of a show tune. Yeah, but I like the little cob cob corn hat. Thank you, corn cob hat. Yeah, Uh, and so if you notice, our our our, the messaging has shifted a little bit because now we believe it is time to to be a buyer, and the reason for that is because people are acting irrationally, in my opinion. Yes, the interest rate has gone up, but like, let's really, if you think about that. What other market condition has changed except for that? And the the thing I was just talking to another agent, some agents are calling me now every time I go and I, I look at a house, I get a phone call from that agent, which is new, is we've been in a historically low interest situation, but we got used to it. Whatever situation you're in long enough, you get used to it. If you've had uh, your socks sitting in the corner of your room and you just left them there for a couple of weeks... You're just used to it. You don't even notice them anymore. There they are. With the, the market, especially in Seattle, has gotten used to these historically low interest rates. And when you put the word historically in front of something, it means it's it's not normal. That's not the way it usually is. And so what the way things usually are is something similar to this, is where there is a interest rate. You are uh, you know paying to borrow money. And that reason for me is why now is the time to jump in because you could acquire a house with less competition. Uh, prices have, have dropped a little bit. We're seeing more price reductions in the MLS than we have in years uh, because they, they track those stats. And you're seeing less houses escalate. Houses stay on the market for a longer period of time. Those are all indicators that if you can buy now, you should buy now. At least that's the way I read it. How about you? I, I think if you're an investor, and especially if you're looking uh, 
to buy a home or homes or even a duplex, triplex, fourplex, eightplex. There is, and we're going to talk about this uh, on the next episode of the Ron and Don Show. There is so much pressure now on the rental market, you guys. So much pressure because people that were out there and saying, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take this cheap money and I'm going to go buy a house. And then musical chairs started happening and people couldn't buy and people couldn't buy and people couldn't buy. And then the interest rates now have sidelined them. And they also, there's this fear, what if I buy now and then the market tanks and I should have bought a tanked house and I overpaid. So people are sitting on the sidelines. Builders are sitting on the sidelines. We, We had a builder that we went mutual with a couple weeks ago. He backed out of the deal when the interest rates went up. And it's a very, very big builder here in Seattle that, that controls thousands of doors, creates thousands of doors. And this builder said, you know what? We're going to hit the pause button. So the builder is not in there competing. The flipper is not in there competing right now because that flipper has to borrow money too, even if it's hard money. Uh, if money goes up on, on, on Wall Street, it costs more. It, it goes up on Main Street too when you borrow hard money meaning you borrow from somebody that's not a banking institution. They're going to want more for that money, right? And so as far as investing goes, and if you've thought about being an investor, buying a piece of property, and letting people come in either on a short-term or a long-term rental, letting them pay down the note on that home, all the tax benefits, appreciation, depreciation, and creating cash flow for yourself And then later on in life, even when you're not getting that paycheck anymore from your job, you're still getting those paychecks from those rentals that you own. That's the key right there. So, And that's the kind of real estate. That's the kind of stuff that I like to do. Uh, So reach out to us at ronandonsitdown.com. We will see you on the other side of this. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening to episode 420. We really appreciate that. Don't forget to get signed up for the Nation News. Uh, what do you do? Yeah, just go to ronanddonsitdown.com. If you're thinking uh, after listening to this episode, hey, I want to get in the game. This does sound like a, the best time to buy uh, in recent uh, history here. Email me, ron at ronanddon.com, or you can email Don, don at ronanddon.com. Jump in the game. You're, you're, you know, Learn something new. Get out there, and I think you'll be rewarded. Yeah. All right, you guys. If you need us buying, selling, investing, we love it, and uh, we love hanging out with you and talking real estate. Thanks for allowing us. To be your broadcasters, your real estate agents, and your friends. If you need us, just reach out. Again, everything is at ronanddonsitdown.com. Till next time, head up, shoulders back. We'll see you right back here. This is the Ron and Don Show. I'm on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet. And we'll see you next time. Only. 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network.